an engineer, banker, and dancer go on a hike. They realize how things have changed and start a podcast. Hi, I'm Jed, the banker. I'm Shikhar, the engineer. And I'm Adrian, the dancer. And we are THC. We break down topics, meet pioneers, and share ideas. Welcome to Things Have Changed. Let's talk about our Canadian friends, our neighbors. So everyone's more or less facing the effects of the pandemic. COVID-19 is impacting life in more or less every country. And let's talk about how Canada is positioning themselves to tackle this pandemic while limiting the effect that it brings on its economy, on its people, on the businesses. The U.S. fiscal plan, the CARES Act, the $2 trillion uh, CARES Act that was passed last week, Canada did something similar. It was $200 billion Canadian dollars, which roughly amounts to $145 billion. And that package the fiscal stimulus package tries to provide to different categories like the individuals and families, you have your small businesses, your big businesses, and public health. So first up, on the individual level, this plan has uh, promised wage subsidies. Now, the biggest issue with the pandemic is things are closed. People are sitting at home. So businesses are more or less effectively shut. Right. So how, how do you run a business when it's a lockdown and you have to pay the employees that work for you? Right. So what the Canadian government is doing through this plan is they are providing wage subsidies. So they are providing 75 percent of an employee's paycheck and the rest is covered by the business. It prevents people from getting laid off and then it it encourages the companies to keep the workers on their payroll. What I really like about this structure is rather than having a set number like the U.S. stimulus, which is uh, $500 billion for large corps and $377 billion for small companies, they don't specify what percentage of the money will go to cover wages. They just have a set defined number, which then the corporations can kind of take their discretion how they want to spend that money from grants, loans, uh, whatever money packages they get. But Canada is taking a different approach of saying, we will provide 75% of subsidy for wages, and we expect the businesses to do whatever they can to provide 25%. So in a way, it's structured to help everyone in an equal way rather than just putting money aside at a set rate. To provide a little bit of perspective, how many cases do we have now in, in Canada compared to the United States? I think it's ticking towards like 12,000. Yeah, 12,000 cases. So less okay. than a lot of states in the U.S. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yet they got $200 billion going into this. But, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to put that in perspective for everybody who's listening. Yeah. Um, but they've still had a significant impact because uh, from the latest um, reports, there have been like close to 800,000 people who have filed for unemployment because of this pandemic. Now, in the U.S., it's been like 6.6 million, right? Large, larger number, but, you know, relatively pretty sizable even in Canada. So maybe the subsidized wages could be a contributor to less unemployment claims occurring yeah. in Canada. They have a great health system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a lot of what's funny is when this stimulus package was being passed and um, uh, Justin Trudeau spoke out and in Twitter and, and on LinkedIn and everything. A lot of Americans that I saw on Twitter were like, oh, yo, this is the stimulus package that Bernie wanted. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> Another aspect is that they are providing a cash drop or basically kind of like a helicopter fund to workers affected by the pandemic that may have been laid off or had a cut in their income, which is about 2000 Canadian for each month for about four months. It's it's a good amount. Um, it's up to par with the 1200 that the US uh, is planning to provide. Yeah, the cash drop is, is for up to four months. So I guess post that, People need to figure out. Um, I think more initiatives might just be generated by the government. And, Much yeah. more different than the American response because Americans get $1,200. That's about it. There's no monthly plan mm. for it. Canada has a monthly plan for it. Um, Four months and then let's see how things go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's important, right? Because it's so uncertain. A lot of these rules that are coming out are like, well, if something else happens, we'll think about it then. So really, this is everywhere. It's an emergency stimulus yeah. package. Just to point out, all you got to do is share your Venmo username to your local governments <laughs> and they'll pick up that information why are there. you pushing for venmo are you even pushing for this since the two trillion dollar package plan do you um do work for venmo no i don't i'm just wishing that by pushing venmo they sponsor me <laughs> not things have changed just sponsor oh, me oh i see You're and they drop two thousand canadian dollars into hey guys. my <laughs> <laughs> hey guys um... hey guys venmo is the best so when we look at the Canadian GDP, it was about 1.6 trillion uh, US dollars in 2017 compared to the US's 19.3 trillion. So it's it's a substantially lower GDP that they produce. So that makes sense why their stimulus package is about 200 billion compared to the US's uh, 2 trillion and the I guess the proportion of how much debt they're going to be taking on is similar to the US's. But if you look at certain charts with how their pre, uh, pre-crisis GDP growth looked and uh, how they recovered after the financial crisis in 2008, you see a very big difference in the way Canada recovers compared to the U.S. and even more drastically to countries that didn't recover from the financial crisis like Greece. There's a Harvard Business Review article. We can share the link so that people can take a look at the charts. And uh, it's it's a really big difference. And a lot of it has to do with that uh, Canada was able to avoid the banking crisis and they were able to keep credit flowing in their capital markets, whereas the U.S. got hit a lot harder because of their deregulation Canada's stimulus package plan is a lot more planned out and specific in particular with how it's going to be used and how they're going to apply to helping the economy recover. That's yeah. my initial initial take on it when I had looked into the stimulus package is that Canada is giving direction to how the businesses will start utilizing this money. Um, whereas, you know, here in the United States, when they give out direction that, Hey, listen, by tomorrow, these mortgage deferrals are going to be active. You know, you can start applying for these tomorrow. Banks were like, we're not ready. We don't know what you want us to do. The night before the treasury came out and, and gave them that instruction. And that wasn't enough time, obviously, for them to come up with the products and how to deal with it from a data perspective. Now, 
that's just initial takes and I haven't gone deep into what uh, Canada's restrictions hold, but on their website, right? It already points out how they're supposed to be using this stuff and how they're going to give guidance and how there's people who are responsible for overseeing this. A lot um, more transparency. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it, it looks different just on the onset. Um, you know, maybe they're similar in structure, but it, it is very different in terms of what they're trying to communicate. Yeah. Right. What they're trying to save versus America. What was they trying to save? Also, on uh, on the individual level, they're doing quite a bit for students, where student loan payments have been deferred, at least the interest payments. That's a good step to prevent the pains of student loan debt during these times. Another thing was mortgages. Banks have been notified to suspend mortgage payments. Uh, and they've actually specified a duration. So it's going to be for at least six months. So, you know, very transparent in that sense. That'd be great. I mean, that's a, it sounds like a different strategy from what the U.S. is doing versus just because we're incentivizing them to defer payments and they're instructing um, banks to work with, you know, COVID related incidents. Yeah. Whereas it sounds like the direction from the Canadian government, just from the website itself is saying we're going to defer uh, mortgage payments for six months. Yeah, their, their goal seems to be to enable people to have a job once we get through this. You know, even small and medium-sized businesses um, are able to apply for loans with some interest-free options, where in some cases you can actually get an interest-free loan for the first year. So that really helps getting through the stuff period. Mm-hmm. And then so we've been talking about fiscal policy lately and all the what the Canadian government is doing at that level. But um, we have to also remember what kind of state they're in uh, from a monetary perspective. Um, so it's very similar to the U.S., right? Um, it's lowered its interest rates around the same time on the 4th of March to uh, 0.5%, basically a federal funds rate. Their central bank works very similar to ours. They also expanded open market operations uh, with their version of the central bank. And they're also buying bonds and doing repo operations to ensure that there's adequate liquidity and so that the credit environment is safe, right? They're trying to make sure that nobody freaks out. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much more that they're doing uh, that's very similar to the U.S. in terms of central bank strategy. I think the U.S. really acted quickly as well. And I think all central banks are working together towards yeah. a solution. And it seems pretty similar strategies, right? Lowering interest rates, performing open market operations. That's, um, but yeah, that, that it's pretty much the same situation as, as the U.S. from a monetary policy standpoint. So we have to remember that also borrowing is cheap. Um, all these other benefits are already allowed by a central bank that's easing reserve requirements for banks. Banks are in a good place. So you have to remember like, when we went through the financial crisis, the U.S. really restructured the way they're regulating banks. And banks have, uh, as we've mentioned in, in the previous episodes, banks are highly liquid and have a lot of capital. Same situation in Canada. You know, Across the world, governments have been trying to be better at making sure that the credit and liquidity markets are fine. And uh, we're in a good place from, from that perspective. Mm. So monetary stimulus has been the first actions always. Thanks for listening to Things Have Changed. Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and follow us on our Instagram at THC underscore pod. We're going to see you next time.